Hello and welcome everybody to the Verdant Growth Daily, where we give you the news, tips, and tools you need to live echo. My goal is to help put you in the right mindset to live more in line with your own values and to change your life to make it more fulfilling, sustainable, and balanced with nature. All in just 10 unedited minutes a day. My name's Eugene, and this is episode 29. Today we are talking about... Uh, the Green New Deal. Again, this is part four of the Green New Deal. We're going to be talking today a little bit about how can we be sure that everyone in America benefits from the Green New Deal. Just to recap a little bit, uh, in video form, I decided to cover the Green New Deal in four Parts. For anyone who's interested in reading the full Green New Deal in its simplified, easy-to-read form, there's a link to that in the description down below. But in the videos, we decided to cover this in four parts, and those four parts are, number one, the IPCC findings on climate change, number two, the social problems brought on by climate change, number three, the goals of the Green New Deal, Uh, What can we actually do to achieve these things? And number four, how can we be sure that everyone benefits? That's the part that we're on today. So just to give a quick recap of each of those episodes, to go back to the very first day that we talked about the Green New Deal, we covered what the Green New Deal is. That is a package of legislation to address climate change and its associated effects. There aren't any actual laws in it. It's more just like a roadmap, some guidelines, an overall strategy for tackling climate change. The IPCC report found that climate change is human cause and that it's going to lead to stronger and more frequent extreme weather events like hurricanes, floodings, and wildfires, as well as mass migration, trillions of dollars of damage every year and the loss of some countries and coastal cities. In the second talk, we talked about how the social effects of climate change uh, are going to affect us. In short, we talked about the wealth gap and how it is continually increasing between the rich and the poor, white and minority communities, and we're seeing a decreasing life expectancy. That means more disease and more health problems in Americans with less access to clean air and water and a wealth of other problems that affect poor and minority communities um, than they do the rich and white communities. And all of those issues get made worse by climate change. We also talked a little bit about how if climate change is not stopped, it acts as what they call a threat multiplier. That means as other countries face devastating effects that, uh, from climate change, it could actually destabilize entire countries, which could lead to mass migrations. It can lead to war and potentially more acts of terrorism throughout the entire world. Finally, yesterday, we got to talking about the goals of the Green New Deal. Basically, they are 
to get to net zero carbon emissions and greenhouse gas emissions, to create a whole lot of jobs for everybody that everybody can take advantage of. Uh, We need to develop infrastructure. We need to be switching to renewable energy sources as quickly as we can. We need to also be protecting nature, and we need to be sure that everyone is taken care of and has access to housing, clean air, water, healthy food, all of those things as just a basic right. So today, we're going to be talking about part four, which is how the Green New Deal actually addresses the actual nitty-gritty. How can we actually ensure that everyone benefits from the Green New Deal and not just the rich people or the major companies? Um, This is something that I think is one of the most important parts of the Green New Deal because it is absolutely possible to put out a kind of Green New Deal that doesn't take all of that into account, right? There are many people who might be pushing to do something like the Green New Deal, switching us over to renewable energy. But unless we're actually looking into who is being taken advantage of, who has suffered up until now, are those people being taken care of? Is everybody going to benefit equally from the mobilizations that come from climate change, then this could just serve as one big, huge way that companies and industries could continue to just profit and make lots of money. So the fact that the Green New Deal, they went out of their way to talk about and to become, to make everyone aware of all the different problems that could arise if we're not careful about minority communities, indigenous communities, poor communities. Um, We have to be sure that these Green New Deal mobilizations benefit everybody. And that's the only way that we get better as a country. So how do they talk about doing that? First, they talk about having transparency and collaboration with different communities. Basically, they talk about how we need to form partnerships with frontline and vulnerable communities, labor unions, worker cooperatives, civil society groups, academia, businesses. Basically, we need everybody working together on this. We need everyone taking part in the Green New Deal. Um, It mentions that the public should receive appropriate ownership stakes and returns on investment into these communities. Basically, our investment into protecting these communities and helping these communities should also give them long-term stability. We shouldn't be locking them into contracts with big companies that they're going to have to pay for solar energy for the rest of their lives. They should be able to own some of the infrastructure that come into their communities and eventually benefit from those changes. They also want to ensure, they being the makers of the Green New Deal, they say that we should be ensuring that the federal government is always taking into account environmental and social costs, the impacts of everything from existing laws to new laws and new policies, new programs, and ensuring that frontline and vulnerable communities shall not be adversely affected by new laws. 
All of this needs to happen with transparency. No more deals with oil companies and companies like Coca-Cola and these big, huge industries behind closed doors. We need to start doing what's good for everybody. It's time to consider all of the people and the environment that these programs affect. It also mentions that we have to start providing resources, training, and high-quality education to all people in America with a focus particularly for those frontline vulnerable communities so that everybody can take advantage of this. Not only that, it creates a population of people that can work, a population of people that are well-prepared to help us. We're not just giving handouts to these people. We're training them. We're investing in them so that they can then give back to the country. So this is absolutely something that we have to keep in mind as we move forward with something like the Green New Deal. The next is to have public, public investment in the research and development of new clean and renewable energy technologies. Again, I emphasize the word public because Again, we want transparency, no more shady dealings. We want public investments. We want to know where is that government money going. And we want to be sure that it's really going to help develop renewable energy technology that can benefit everyone. We should also be ensuring that programs are creating leaders from within the communities. The programs should be inclusive and should be led by the people within the frontline and vulnerable communities, right? The people there should be, or at least should be part of the process of planning, implementing, and administering the Green New Deal mobilization at that local level. We, what we don't need is people from outside the communities, government workers coming in from outside of the communities, coming in and telling people, oh, you need to do this, you need to do this, telling everybody how to live their lives. We need people on the ground who know the communities that they are leading. So we need to have leaders that are within the community helping to achieve the goals of the Green New Deal. Next, we want this Green New Deal mobilization to create high-quality jobs, union jobs, that pay good wages, that hire local workers, that offer training, like I just mentioned before, and to guarantee that all of those people get proper wages, proper benefits. That is a family-sustaining wage, that is um, adequate medical leave, family leave, paid vacations, and retirement security. Making sure that everybody has this creates stability in America. And hey, there's my phone, which is not on silent. Apologies for that. This also means that we need to strengthen and enforce our labor, workplace health, safety, and anti-discrimination laws so that in these smaller communities where people could potentially be taken advantage of, we need to be sure that those people are protected. Uh, we also talked about how America needs to become an international leader in renewable energy technologies and advancing this net carbon neutral technology era that we're entering into. So that's going to mean that we're going to need to enact and enforce trade rules to make sure that uh, the labor and environmental protections are in place to stop the transfer 
of our jobs going overseas because that is exactly what has happened up until now. So many jobs have left America to go to China, to go to Mexico, Thailand, to many other countries where they have cheaper labor, which is good for creating cheap products, but it's not so good for Americans that need jobs. So we need to be sure that as we create all of these new renewable energy jobs and that we start producing all of this new renewable uh, energy infrastructure as well as uh, infrastructure that can protect us from the extreme weather events of climate change, we need to be sure that those jobs are all being given to Americans and not given to other people overseas. Again, helping to stabilize the population of people that we have now. Um, we also need to be sure that we are um, ensuring that our public lands, we mentioned before how up until now, there have not been a whole lot of environmental protections that have been carefully monitored, especially within the last four years of our previous presidency. We need to be sure that we start protecting the, our public lands, our public waters, and our oceans to, again, be sure that everybody is having clean air, clean water, healthy food for everybody. Um, and I, this is, again, ties into the part with indigenous communities and poor communities. A lot of those communities are very, very often taken advantage of. It is not a secret that in America, indigenous communities, minority communities, poor communities are all exposed more to toxins, um, increased air pollution, because they generally tend to live in places with factories or heavy industrial areas. And so we need to be sure that anything that we do now to start switching over to renewable energy and as we revamp the way our industrial sector works, we need to be sure that we are protecting those surrounding communities. That also means that we need to start getting informed consent from the indigenous people that the decisions effect. Um, all of those traditional territories, the the indigenous people's traditional territories have not very well been protected up until now. And it's time to start giving proper respect to those people who were here in America first, to start giving them justice and respect that they deserve. And that's one of the aims of the Green New Deal that I'm actually really, really proud of. And I'd be really, really happy to see move forward. The final part is that we basically provide the basics, the basics of human rights for all people in the United States. That means high quality health care, affordable housing for everybody, economic security, and that clean water, clean air, healthy and affordable food, and access to nature that we talked about before. This is all stuff that is basic. This stuff is not about trying to force our country into a state of socialism. It's not about trying to create a socialist country. This is about recognizing that we are facing a threat from climate change, possibly larger than one we have ever faced, ever, and trying to come together and to use this opportunity to give people jobs, as well as basic human rights, houses, jobs, clean air, water, healthy food. Those are basic. This is America. 
We're the number one country in the world. And it's time to start acting like it. It's time to start treating people with dignity, especially the people within our own country. It's time to start leading the world. It's time to start showing the world that we know how to treat people, both in and out of our country, with respect. To become a leader that is guiding the world to a brighter future that is more balanced, not just with each other, but with nature itself. Even if we're not doing it through the Green New Deal, we need something like it. Because it's about time that we start righting wrongs and start acting like the world leader that we are. It's time for something like a Green New Deal. We're entering into a new age. We are leaving the age of fossil fuels, and we are entering into this new age of sustainability and renewable energy. And part of that just has to involve making sure that we're also righting all the social wrongs that have existed in this country for so long. If you guys disagree with the Green New Deal, if you guys don't think that the Green New Deal or something like it is the way to go, I want to know why. Comment down below and let's have a discussion about this because this is something like I said this yesterday, but this is something that I truly believe that we need going into the future. We need to start respecting people. We need to start treating nature with respect. We need to start learning how to live in a way that we can continue forever because the way that we've lived up until now is not that. So if you don't think that the Green New Deal is the way to get there, then I want to know why. I want to know what you think is the right way to move into the future. So comment and let me know. Thanks, you guys, so much for, for tuning in and listening. Tomorrow will be episode 30 of the Verdant Growth Daily. And doing these 30 episodes of the Verdant Growth Daily, I've had a lot of different thoughts about what I think about this channel and about what I'm doing with it. Some of the things I really like and some of the things I really don't like about what I've been doing here with the Verdant Growth Daily. And so there's changes I want to make. And so that was something that I was hoping I could talk about a little bit tomorrow. So be sure to tune in for that. Um, I've kind of already mentioned yesterday and a couple of days before that I do want to start focusing on building a community. And I don't think that that is something that I've been focusing up until now, but it's something that I want to start going into the future. I'm really excited to start engaging more with people and to talking more with people and getting people to live sustainably by by communicating with them directly, by connecting with people. And I don't think I've been doing that up until now. So I've got some ideas of changes that I want to make. So I'll go into more detail on that tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so that you can get notified when I go live. And then you can come and interact with me here live. You can ask me questions. And be sure to hit subscribe on all of the different podcast channels as well. Find me on social media in all the places down below as well as on the screen. 
I really appreciate everybody who has taken the time to turn to tune in live as well as in whatever form you're listening to, whether it be the podcast or just watching the videos after they go live on YouTube. I really appreciate every single one of you. Thank you guys so much for watching. Eugene and Verdant Growth, out.